0: As I look around, it doesn't matter how old you are, uh, Miss Eunice and uh, Mr. Ballard and Miss Loretta are probably some of the older ones in our, uh, in our congregation here this morning. Uh, but, and we began talking the other night as we were on Wednesday night about things, games that we used to play as when we were kids. Uh, I could remember my dad uh I can remember playing and I, I threw this out and nobody even knew what I was talking about. I, my dad taught me how to play mumbly peg. Any y'all ever play mumbly peg? Yeah. See a few of you have. You know, because every 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 red red blooded American boy had at least a two blade pocket knife back then, didn't we? You know, we even got to carry him to school. You know? Uh my dad my dad made me a little toy one time and it was a ring off of it was a metal hoop a ring off of a wooden barrel that was about this big around and then I had another uh little stick like thing that was sort of shaped like a hockey stick and he taught me how to run that thing and you could run that ring down the road using that stick you know and that that entertained me now it, it you know it wasn't that we didn't have any other toys but but you know I was taught you know I we didn't have ipads We didn't have anything. We, we learned how to entertain ourselves with, uh, with what we had. You know? And, uh, I think that's something that maybe we have tremendously lost in our society today. Uh, you know, I know our, our grandkids, you know, they're, they're expert on iPhones and iPads and all like that. They, they have to straighten us out and show us how to work things and do things. You know, Granny and I, all the things we're doing wrong. But, but sometimes it's the simple things of life and the simple games of life that, that we learn so much from and we forgot about them in just a little bit. I, I wonder if I have some volunteers in the room this morning that would like to play a game. Any volunteers that would like to play a game this morning? Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Uh, any, all of y'all that like to play a game, come on up here and join me. All of you, I'd like to play a little game this morning. Come up here and join me at the front. Now, nobody, nobody has heart conditions, right? Nobody has heart conditions. No, no heart conditions. Listen, we're taught this at youth camp. Long as there's no heart conditions and you're not pregnant, okay? We're okay. That's what we're taught at youth camp, you know. So, any more, any more people want to play a game? You don't have to be young. I, this is, Of course, Alicia's still young. She's, you know, she's under 50. You know, anybody else want to play a game? Nobody else? Okay. All right. Here's the game that we're going to play. We are going to play tag. Tag. Everybody know how to play tag? Y'all know what tag is? You know what tag is, Eli? You know? No, I'm not it. I'm not it. I'm not it. We're going to play tag. Y'all, y'all, hey, I don't know. We got this set. Wait, you over on the girl side. You want to get over here on the boy side? You know, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I need, we need one more boy. We need one more boy. Who, we we got to have one more boy. Come on, somebody come on. Come on, Scott. Get, a, get over here. Now, here's what I want y'all to, to do. I want y'all to, in couples, in couples, put yourself back to back. Back to back. Turn around. Turn around. Back to back. Alicia, Alicia, we need, we need, we need a, we need a. Uh, okay, Alicia, just make a threesome. Turn your back to them, and okay, we got a threesome. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. I'm, I am with you. I'm with you. But you're gonna be at a disadvantage standing up like that. Okay, okay. Y'all spread out. Scott, go that way just a little bit. Y'all spread out just a little bit. Okay, okay. I am going to be the it master. I am going to call. The first it. Okay? I'm going to call the first it. And for a few minutes of time, we are going to... Don't get too rowdy. Don't tear up anything. And don't get hurt. But for the next few moments of time, we are going to play tag. And the first it is going to be Alicia. Oh, now Madison's it. Madison's it. Madison, now Heath is it. Heath is it. Now Scott is it. Scott is it. Now Eli is it. You gotta go, 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 tag somebody. Tag somebody. Tag somebody. You gotta run fast. You gotta run fast. You gotta intercept somebody. Strategy, strategy, strategy. Find you an it. Find you an it. You're still it. You're still it. You're still it. You're still it. You getting tired, it? It, it is getting tired. It is getting tired. It is getting tired. It is getting tired. <laughs> Look, it, 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 you got all kinds. Look over here, it, you got all kinds of people. You're it. Now Heath is it. Heath is it. Heath is it. it. Who's gonna be the next it? Who is gonna be, there's gonna be one more it. There's gonna be one more it because Heath is turning very red. Heath is turning very, very red right now. There's gonna be, there's gotta be one more it. There's gotta be one more it. It just cut, it took a shortcut. Hey it, you got a large gathering of people just waiting to be, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. -oh. The final it. Come up here. Final it. The final it. This is the final it right here. This is the it of all it. Let's give all of our tag team players. Thank you, Kylie. Hey. Who's glasses? Yeah, that's looking nice. So we, we, everybody that played tag gets a free water after church. Actually, we'll even give you a soda. Y'all need a water now? Some of y'all, some of y'all don't act as, not as acting as young as you are right now, you know. So we, so we, we just played the game of tag. Most of you all have played it in your younger days. My, many of us have. There's some different versions of tag. One that we used to play was freeze tag, where if you got tagged, you were you were frozen until somebody came by and released you. The game of tag is old as the hills themselves, and uh, practically one might say that uh, because it begins its origin is traced back as far as in year 1738. Uh, but no one really determined where it came from or who invented it it's a very simple game it it, it has no special equipment uh, it has really no training to it uh it's just you're just in the game you know it's just you that's all you have to have uh the average player puts great effort in to avoid being it uh, but sometimes it's unavoidable that you become it. You see, the status it, whoever has that that name, whoever holds the status of it, is actually the focal point of the game. Nobody's paying too much attention to all the other ones running around, uh, but, but whoever's it, that's the person that everybody is uh, focusing on, giving their attraction to. Since the creation of man... God has tagged humanity. Since the very creation of man, God has tagged humanity as it. He's tagged countless men and women in a manner of speaking, just simply saying, You're it! He started it with Adam. Adam is the only guy that was born without a belly button, so to speak, because God created him. But as much as God created him, God looked at Adam and he said to Adam, he said, Adam, you're it. Go to Genesis chapter 2. And we'll read the scripture that proves this to you. Says the, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. The Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone, but I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatsoever the man called each living creature, that was its name. God tagged Adam and said, you're it. You're it. And what I, that's, that's what I want to preach to you again this morning is simply along the lines of tag you're it. You're it. Now, we saw some, some people, some of our participants had a little bit harder time chasing down some than others do. Or did. But with us, with us, God's been chasing after some of us for a long time. But He's wanting to say, tag, you're it. Now, now, I can remember when I was a kid playing tag, you're it, and I never could run very fast. Maybe it's because my legs were so short, somebody said. But I'll have you know, my legs are not too short. They both touched the ground. But... Sometimes when I, I can remember being a kid, sometimes I would get chased down and I'd get tagged and they'd say, you're it. And I'd say, oh no, you didn't touch me. You didn't tag me. You missed me. Cause I learned how to cheat at an early age of life. Sometimes God's tagging us on the shoulder and he's saying, you're it. And we're saying, oh no, God, you missed. You missed. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't do it. You didn't get it done. But the reality of it is, that God is wanting to tag us all. You see, God immediately gave man responsibility. For Adam, it was tagging the names of the creation and address the garden. Uh, he tagged Noah it when he said, Noah, I want you to build an ark. And he gave him the specifications of the ark. For Abraham and Sarah, it, or Abraham and Sarah, it, they were tagged it as God said, you will be the mother and the father of, 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 a, of a mighty nation. If for Joseph, it was, uh, you're tagged it, Joseph, I'm going to use you to save a nation. For Moses, it was, Moses, you're it because you're the pe- person that's going to lead my people out. For Joshua was tagged it so he could lead people, the people out of Israel out of the desert place and into the place that Moses couldn't go. For uh, David, some little freckle-faced shepherd kid, he was tagged it that he may become king of Israel. For Elijah, he was tagged it that he would carry the mantle of God. And then for Elisha, he suddenly becomes it because he's going to carry that same mantle. When his, uh, when his mentor is taken out of here. You see, when, so when God tags people it, he always has a purpose and a reason, and everybody is not tagged it to do the same exact thing. Then we have the it of the New Testament, or the it of the New Testament. You see, the it of the New Testament was prophesied by Isaiah 700 years before it. Would be tagged. Mary was tagged as an it in the New Testament because she was chosen and a, a, a heavenly visitation by the angel of the Lord came down and visited Mary and they said, Mary, you're tagged it. You're going to deliver. You're going to give birth to the Savior of the world, even though you've never been with a man. Jesus was tagged it because in the scripture, we find that all power in heaven and earth was given to him. He was tagged it. All power was given to him. Suddenly, Jesus was tagged it. He was placed in authority. And the Bible says that the government of the world would rest upon his shoulders. He was tagged it. It being the perfect lamb. That that no other sacrifice would ever be deemed necessary because Jesus was it. He's the perfect lamb. And then we find that the church is tagged it. The church is tagged it. And as, we, as the church is tagged it and we, we begin to look at the scripture, we find in Matthew chapter 28, the Bible says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. You see, suddenly, Jesus, who is it, Jesus has just run over to the church and he's tagged them it. He said, you're it, you're it, you're it. You're it. You're it. I'm tagging you. You have suddenly become it. Because I have all power and all authority. I am it. But I'm also anointing you and transferring to you. And I'm tagging you as it. Now we could choose to run and escape. For us and the the ones that participated, so, so they were so gracious to participate this morning. You know, they were fleeing from becoming it. I would this morning that none of us in this room, none of us that are watching, none of us would flee from the responsibility of being tagged it. Because God has called us and He sent Jesus here in all power and all authority that we may be tagged it. It, that the kingdom of God will be expanded here on earth, and we pray that prayer, Father, let it be here on earth as it is in heaven. We've been taught to pray that from an early age, even in the in the most most Pentecostal uh, ranks, we know we know that prayer. We call it the Lord's prayer, but we have been tagged as it. We have a responsibility. Peter, James, and John were taught, were tagged, and they walked away from their trades. They walked away from their deeds. Matthew was tagged. He walked away from collecting taxes. A rich young man was tagged to give up all of his possessions and give them to the poor in order that he may come and follow Jesus. You and I have all been tagged, but we have been tagged for different things, but for all the same cause that the kingdom of God be expanded and go forth. In the world that we live in. We find that. In Mark's gospel. That there was a tag. To deliver people. The church is tagged. We are tagged to be. Delivery people or Rescuers if you would. Because when to see what. Jesus said he said these signs will accompany those who believe. Those who are tagged. He said in my name. They will drive out, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes. Somebody get out the snakes. No, not really. They will pick up snakes with their hands and they, when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. You see, the church has been tagged. Now, the, the church has been tagged and, and, and the, ch- you know, and... and- don't misunderstand me. I do believe there are divisions of giftings according to the Word of God. There are just there, there are people that carry certain gifts, specific gifts that others may not carry. But I do believe, that, I, don't, I don't think this particular verse of Scripture really is directly reflected in the giftings of the Spirit. Because what Jesus is saying here, and as Mark recorded it, is I find that this is the responsibility of the church as a whole. We are called to operate in the power and the anointing and these are signs... These are signs that will accompany the church because we have been tagged. It when, whenever, whenever uh, uh, Heath tagged Madison or and, and whoever else got tagged in this game of tag, when they got tagged it, suddenly the responsibility came to them to go out and to chase somebody else down. Do you realize what the Word of God is teaching us in a, in a metaphoric sense of the game? Here's what God is say, I've tagged you it. Now it's up to you to go touch somebody else and to tag them and you tag the next person and the next person. Here's the thing about it. Unlike the game of tag, whenever one player tags the other player, they become it and I'm no longer it. Listen, once you're tagged it in the plan of God, you're it forever. And God says, I've tagged you to carry out my work, my kingdom my purpose my will my pleasure and his pleasure is that we will drive out demons we will speak in tongues we will pick up the serpents and the deadly poison and we will be able to place our hands on the sick and they will recover and that is what God has tagged you and I for as the church So guess what tag you are it Listen, silver and gold weren't in the hands of Peter and John. Nor seemingly any other commodities. But they said that day in front of the temple. Hey buddy, silver and gold, we don't have it. But we give it. But what we have, we give it to you. And suddenly that blind beggar. Is tagged it. He becomes it. And it leaps from his feet. And it begins to shout the praises of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it begins to tell the message, and it begins to tell his story about he was once blind, but now he sees. It begins to tell that uh, that how he was lame in his feet. It begins to tell as he was a beggar. It, it, it begins to tell whatever the circumstance was in its life when it when when he is touched by Jesus. It begins. You begin to tell what happened in your life when you were tagged and and you became it. You made a been a drug addict, you may have been a doper, you may have been a alcoholic, you may have been a whoremonger, you may have been uh, uh, connected, tied up into pornography, you could have been just, just a mean person but you may have been a person that is a virtually good person, but you never got saved, but no matter what happened in your life, when Jesus come in and touched your life you became it and he is calling you to go forth and not just play a game of tag, but he is calling you to go and touch as many people as you possibly can with it. With it. See, because he's tagged us to be witnesses. He's tagged us. Because Jesus said, and we've been waiting on, we've been sitting down on that song for weeks and the perfect time and just hadn't come around and be honest In the in the sense of of rehearsal, it wasn't the perfect time probably for us to do that 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 new song that they praise team sung this morning, Holy Ghost. But it was a good time as far as this message is concerned, because Jesus said, "And no, yeah, I understand. We're about halfway between Pentecost Sundays right now. I understand that. Okay, I'm not I'm not mixed up. I'm not confused." But Jesus said, I have to go away. And because I'm going away, he said, I've already tagged you. He's already tagged the church. He said, you're it. But but just because I'm going away doesn't mean that you're going to lose it. He said, because I'm going to empower you with the power of the Holy Spirit. So suddenly he says in verse, in verse eight of chapter one, Acts chapter one, verse eight, he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. He said, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Now I know, I know, listen, I have not lost it. I've been to Jerusalem, one of the most beautiful places in the world. I want to go back, not just you know, in the millennial reign, but I, I want to go back to Jerusalem again, if Lord, the Lord will will it. Jerusalem, but, he's, but your Jerusalem starts right in front of you. A.K. Your Jerusalem is sitting beside of you, Jerry. Your Jerusalem is sitting beside of you. Okay, Cricket. Your Jerusalem is sitting beside of you. It's it's in your neighbors. It's it's your it's your your neighbors. It's the people that live next door to you. It's the people that if you're if you're over at Mercer Mall, it's the people that you encounter when you're in the mall. Jerusalem begins right where you at. It, you see, when 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 Jesus was saying this, they they you know you, anybody have a guess where they were at when he spoke this? They were in Jerusalem. So so Jesus was saying, "You'll be my witnesses right where you're at." but not only right where you're at but also in Judea and Samaria Samaria is one of the places that you're not supposed to go by the way if you're a good Jew it's a place where the unclean people live that we you know we don't want to have anything to do with those people they're not clean you know he says, not only is it, but you're going to Judea and you're going into Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth, if you're reading the King James wording of that. But here's the thing. Been, we have been tagged as the church is in, and we have received power. It You might, you can, it's available. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, into Judea and into Samaria and into other most parts of the world. Well, Guess what? You have been tagged as it. Look at somebody and say, you are it. So never underestimate what God is wanting to do and planning on doing with your life. Never underestimate that. Now, you know, some of you all, some of you all are not going to. Believe this, and I'm probably not going to prove it to you. You don't have to take my my word for it. I have got a lot of hair. I really do. Now, I told some children, I I said this at youth camp, and they said, You don't have any hair, Pastor NR. I said, Yeah, I do. It just mostly it grows to the inside. Now it comes out my nose and ears. But but no, no 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 seriously seriously I have a lot of hair. It's just not I just don't have any right here. I have I have curly hair that would make you women not lust after me but lust after my curls. I have beautiful curly wavy hair. That's no joke, is it, Sister Taylor? I used to have. That's what she said. I used to have. Y'all done made me. You made me forget my train of thought now. But I do. I do have hair. I do have hair, and I, you know, and and it is wavy and it is curly. And I completely lost track of what my point I was going to now. What she said. I used to have. She, but I do. I do have. I do have curly, and I do have. Wavy hair and and all like that, but you just got to believe me and trust me that it's there when I tell you it's there even though it's not in your eyesight sometimes what we see and sometimes what we think that we think I don't have anything you may look at somebody else you say i don't think they have anything they really don't have anything let me tell you it's not about what people can see on the outside it's not about what people can observe in you and think that you are or think that or even your self-perception of what you are. What it, what it amounts to though and what is important is what God sees in you and what God wants of you and what God wants to do with you and He says you will receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witness. Listen, understand this. You have been tagged as being it and it does not confide in this didn't confide in Billy Graham. If it did, Billy Graham died. I, I have sad news for you. Billy Graham, Dead. It didn't, it didn't, uh, disconfide in R.W. Shambach. He was one of my favorite preachers of all time. But Shambach died. It just didn't, it didn't confide in, in your favorite pastor. And I know some of you that I, I'm your favorite pastor, right, Faith? And it just doesn't confide in me. But, cause someday, someday I, I'm, I'm probably going to cease to exist. I'm going to die first though. I'll leave my wife behind. Y'all take good care of her. I tell her that all the time. But the reality of it is, is the church continues to go on. Uh, there's there's it's that have come and they've went through, maybe by the way of the grave. There's it's that have come and they have failed along the way and they've fallen. And, and by the grace of God, hopefully they have or they will get up. But here's the thing about it. You have been tagged it. You have been tagged to carry the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ everywhere you go. Well, I'm not a preacher. No, I'm not either. I've just been called. And you have been called, and you have a responsibility to take this power into a world that is in need. Now, we all know, and I'm not—I'm not trying to play a political card here. I know there was a time you couldn't even say that in a Pentecostal church. Playing cards, you'd have been rode out on the rail. I'm not trying to play a political card here. But those of us in this room, even even if you're here, and I don't say this in a snide way, even if you're in this room and you're oblivious to the Word of God, even if you're oblivious to the plan of God and everything that He's got planned out, even if you were here or you were watching and you are oblivious to what God is wanting to do and planning to do and what He's got lined out for this world, you, you can identify with the fact that things are changing in this world In a tremendously big hurry. In the past, since, since, if you search history, and I don't claim to be a historian of such, but if you begin to search history, ever since the ending of World War II, the modern age as we call it, the world has been, even though we went through a time of great success following the, that, that, 10 or 20 years right after the war, when you look down at you, you look down at the moral compass of the world, the world has been in a constant decline, a, a, a spiral decline, if you would. Uh, from those of you, how many hippies were in the room? Some of y'all were, you just don't want to admit it. I, I was, I missed the hippie movement by just a little bit, you know. I miss, I missed it, but I had a bunch of cousins that were hippies. Yeah, the big daisies all over their vehicles. Lisa's got a hippie band. I guess you still got it, don't you? Do you drive it today? You can drive it to our our. You can drive it to fun day when we have it. We we we. You know. But there, if you would, if you can imagine a funnel, and we all know how a funnel is. And if you've ever been out like in Gatlinburg or somewhere and they got those things that you drop a penny in and it just keeps going round and round and round. And the further down it goes, the faster it gets. That is the decline that we have seen in the world over the years. Let me tell you, we're getting to the bottom of the funnel. And as we get to the bottom of the funnel, the proverbial penny is running faster and faster and faster. And and, and a vortex has been formed. And we're almost down to the end of the funnel. When you get to the end of the funnel, you know what happens? It's gone. It's gone. Now, I don't mean to sound like a doomsday preacher. But I want you to be aware. You know, could could revival and awakening come? Yes, it could. I'm not saying that it, it can't or it won't. But what I am saying to you, I, as I read Scripture, and I understand Scripture. There are things that are going to happen in the earth. A lot of those things, my personal opinion, and my based on Scripture, we are seeing those things unfolded right now before us. We're seeing the stage being set before our eyes right now. We all. Know, I, I read something a while back, a few weeks ago, that that a that a great. A great evangelical leader wrote, he said, never bring uh, the week's news happenings, events, current events, never bring them into your message. This is rule number, like rule number 10. I'm about to break rule number 10. Because the tragedy that we see unfolding in Afghanistan right now. The things that we see happen, have, have soldiers lost their lives before? Yes. But when I talk to, when I talk to military veterans that are, are, uh, older than myself and they are those veterans, they are Vietnam vets and they begin to tell me that this is a, this is a worse offense than, than what happened in the withdrawal of Vietnam. And I, I, I begin to hear, and, and again, I'm not trying to play a political card here, but what I'm, t- I'm making the point out is there's things that are happening in our world, and they're happening at such an accelerated uh, speed. It's almost at warp speed. It just blows my mind at the speed things are unfolding in our world. But guess what? We're tagged to be it. Because in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said. You are the salt of the earth. That scripture goes on to say, if the salt has lost its savor or its saltiness, wherein, wherein can it be salted anymore? Understand with me this morning, more than in any, maybe more than any time in history, at least modern history, that we've known before, the church is tagged it. You see, right now, it's important that the church rise up. The church is not this building. It's not. It's not the building that our brothers and sisters occupy just down here at, at any of the ones along fifty two at Brush Fort. It's not the ones on up Route twenty here or anywhere else. It's. It's not in in, in uh, Joel Osteen's church, uh, which is one of the largest, maybe the largest one in America right now. It's not the largest church in the world. I think that's in Seoul, Korea. It's not about a building. It's not about an arena. But it's about you, and it's about me. And right now, tag, we're it. We're it and the need of us being it is, is at the greatest level that anyone, anyone that's sitting in this room, any, anybody that could ever listen to this, you may, there's people, there's a few around that are over a hundred years old and, and, and more so than even anyone that's 102, 3, 4, 5 years old, more than anyone's ever known in the generations that we're living in right now, the need of the church being it is also important. We can sit around and we can we can fret, we can we can twist our hands and we can lose sleep, we can go on antidepressants. There's all kinds of things that could happen to us, and I'm not being critical of any of those things, but what I am telling you this it's very important that we, the church, right now, really understand that in the time we're living, that we're tagged as it. And in spite of what comes, in spite of what goes, the church is going to be the church church. church, God's going to have a church if it's underground in Afghanistan if it's people that are having to be give their heads to to be worshippers of Jesus this morning God forbid that any of us in this room would ever have to face that but if we did, it it should be our honor and our privilege to be counted it but we're the salt of the earth when I read the words of 2 Chronicles I find that the Lord said, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people. Notice what he said? He said, When I when I You see, because God's got a plan. God's love and God's grace, God's love, his mercy, his grace. I understand that, but God is also righteous judgment. Sometimes we lose we've lost sight of that in the generation that we live in. God is also righteous judgment, and in his righteous judgment you find love, mercy, and grace and peace. But he said, When, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, there I command the locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people. Here's the tag. Tag. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. There's the tag. There's the tag. You're it. You're it. There's the tag. Joey, you're it. Leslie, you're it. Barry, you're it. I look all across this congregation and here's the point. You're it. You're it. Now, could things get worse than they are now? Absolutely. If you don't believe it, you read, you read, you study out the book of Daniel and read Revelation and I don't have time to go into all that this morning. But things are going to get worse than they are now. I'm not, again, don't mean to be doomsday, but let me tell you something. When the church leaves this world, hell on earth is going to break loose. But things are bad now. But tagged, you're it. I'm it. And if we will humble ourselves and we will begin to pray and seek His face, listen to what happens. He says, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Right now. Right now. We are tagged it. We are tagged it. It's time for us to understand and realize that the responsibility the responsibility, one of the greatest responsibilities that the church ever has had, at least in recent years, lies upon our shoulders. Well, I've been praying and asked God for this and asked God for that. And that's that's great. That's wonderful. But don't, don't ever forget, you've been tagged in. You're it. You're it. You're it. You're it. You're it. You know, sometimes sometimes we have been sometimes we have been trained, if you would, or indoctrinated with a with a, a theology, if you want to call it that, that we, we're got we've got saved and we're just trying to hang on. We sang songs about it and we talked about it. I got saved and now I've got to do I got saved and I've just gotta hang on to make it to heaven. That's not what I find that Jesus saved us for. Heaven, heaven is ahead of us, yes, and heaven's gonna be great and it's gonna be wonderful, but here's the thing about it. Jesus said, I'm saving you and I'm tagging you as it. You're it. You're it. And it, it has the charge to cast out devils. It has the charge of healing the sick. It has the charge of when troublesome times are on the earth, To humble yourself and pray and seek the face of the Lord. It has to realize that you're the salt of the earth. You're the preservative. You're the keeping power of the church. You're tagged it, church. I'm tagged it. We're all it together. I just now had a one of those moments when the lights came on. I was talking about my hair a while ago. I've got... I have pictures of when I was younger, 17, 18, 19 years old, and I could, I had veins. I had, I had, my my hair was, you know, it's about, my hair was about like Sister Sue's over here, you know. That's what my hair was in the 70s, you know. Mine was thicker though, wasn't red. But I could comb my veins. I could comb my veins and my veins came down to like right here if I combed them straight down. Okay? Now I've always been, I know y'all don't believe this again, but but I actually am an introvert. I'm an introvert. I've always been shy. I've always been bashful. And there's, there's pictures of when I was a teenager and I'd be out playing music. And I look like cousin it off of the Adams family because I was always like this and my hair was hanging down and I look like cousin it. That was where I was going with that story. But you're not called to be cousin it. You're not called to be some person, some creature with long, long hair that lives with the Adams family. But God is calling you to it. And it is the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the word of peace and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. Do you realize there's people that are never going to hear it if you don't be it? If you don't be it. Do you realize right now that there is greater opportunity for you to be it than there has ever been before? Right now it it is easier for you to be it than it's ever been before. Social media platforms, people use them to make all kind of endless expressions. Some of it's good, some of it's... a lot of it's not so good. But do you realize that in a world of darkness, you can be it and you can be a light on social media? Do you realize in a, in a in a profound situation on your job, you can be it? Do you realize that you can walk into a nursing home or a hospital and you can be it? Tag. Tag. You're it. You're it. The choice is yours to get in the game. If you would allow me to express it that way. Tag, you're it. It's your choice to get in the game. You see, if somebody had got tagged and just went and sat down, the game would have been over. Jesus has tagged you in the Holy Ghost to be it. If you just sit down, guess what? The game's over as far as you're concerned. Well, pastor, I'm just trying to get to heaven. Hey, I I am too. But when I get there, I find... Oh, Lord, I'm I'm in overtime. I'm in overtime. You know what though, if you's at a ball game and if you's at a football game, you'd set through two or three overtimes. So we don't go in and a little bit of overtime. But let me, let me, let me share this with you for just a minute. I'm, I'm wanting to get to heaven too. That's an indolent ambition of mine. But let me, let me share this with you in case you didn't know. I'll try to be brief. There we we hear when we hear talk about the judgment of God. Let me let me share this with you. There there are two judgments of God forthcoming. One is the Great White Throne judgment. The Great White Throne judgment. Anyone who appears at the Great White Throne judgment, they are people that have never accepted the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ for the propitiation of their sin. Sinners, the ungodly, if you would, the unsaved. Those are the people that will show. At the white, great white throne judgment. Believers will not be there. But when you read, there's a judgment seat of the saints. It is called, in, 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 if you would, in theological terms, it's called the Bema seat. At the Bema seat is where all of the sainted dead, all of the saved people will go. That we will not be there to be judged whether we're saved or lost, in spite of popular teaching and philosophy. When when you enter into, when you stand before God at the Bema Seat, the judgment seat of the saints, you will find there that all of our works as believers will be cast into the fire. Some of it will be consumed as hay, some of it will be consumed as straw, but some of it will come forth As silver and gold that has been tried in the fire and we will be rewarded for those works. Our works do not save us, but we will be rewarded according to our works at the judgment seat of the saints. Now, here's what I want you to understand. This is where I come from. I hope that maybe you will want to come from here if you've never been here before. When I stand before my Lord, I don't want to stand before Jesus and say, I just barely got here. I was saved, but I have no works to follow. You give me my treasure, and I went out and buried it in the field. I don't want him taking my treasure and giving it to somebody else, even though I'm saved. I don't want a cabin in the corner of glory land. I want to enter into the presence of the Lord, saying that, yes, you won this one to the Lord. You won this one to the Lord. You laid hands on this sick person, and they recovered. You cast out those demons over there in Piney, Virginia you did this and you did that and for your works I'm going to reward you greatly I just don't want to get to heaven but I want to get to heaven and I want to hear Jesus say well done my good and faithful servant I have made you I have given you some responsibilities and you kept those responsibilities, I tagged you, you became it and you served well as it and now I've got for you a glorious, glorious payday ahead, and everything that I have is yours. And enter into the presence of the Lord, because your reward is great. I don't want to be some lazy paisy mamsy pamsy Christian that has sat on my seat all of my life, but I want to realize I've been tagged as it, and I've got to chase after somebody. I got to start tagging some people, and I got to start saying, "Go, go." Go. You're it. Run. Go. Chase. Do everything you can. Touch some life. Touch somebody. Heal somebody that's sick. And I want to reach out and minister to some people. And I hope that you do too. Because you're tagged this morning. Whether you know it or not. I want you to stand to your feet. If you're in this room right now. We're not going to do. I, I just don't want to do an eyes closed, head bowed thing this morning. This is the most manly or womanly decision that you can ever make in your life. This is more important than your decision for marriage. It's more important than your decision to buy a home or to buy a new car. Most important decision in your life. If you're in this room right now. Or if you're watching by live stream and you do not know Jesus as your Savior, He's wanting to tag you as it. And that's all it takes is you surrendering your heart and your life to Him. If you're in this room this morning and you have never surrendered your heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ... Today is a great opportunity. Preacher, you don't tell me I have to walk up there. No, I'm not going to tell you that you have to. I'm telling you that you get to. And by getting to, it's an excellent opportunity to say, hey, I'm making a decision. I'm making a public decision that I am going to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this morning in this room, is there a man, woman, boy or girl that's in this room that will step out and say, I'm making a Decision this morning. I'm going to get tagged. I want to be tagged. I want to be it. I want God working in my life. Is there one person in this room before we go any further this morning? One person. Thank you. If I could have some ladies. I want to be it. 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 I want to know that I know. Is there anybody else? It is our sister praise she opens her heart up to the Lord. You know, she's already made a decision in her heart. She made a decision before she ever stepped out. But this morning I want to ask you a question. Have you been tagged yet? Have you been tagged yet? But you've been sitting. You're sitting the game out. You know, I've been tagged yet. But I've not been about kingdom purpose. I've, been not, I've not been doing the things that I know I could be doing because I'm tagged it. I've been excusing myself with one excuse or another. Most of us are guilty of that. I'm guilty of that from time to time myself, I must admit. But this morning, I want you to realize you're tagged it. I'm tagged it. I want you all to do this with me. I want as many people that wants to operate in the it. You want, you want to start tagging some people. You want to start touching some people's lives. If you have an interest in doing that, I want you to come down here this morning as we we gather around this altar area. And we're just going to ask, Lord, Lord, you do tag me, is it? We're not going to ask the Lord to do it for you. He's already done it. I just want to ask you to come and let's surrender and make a commitment that we're going to do it. We're going to get in the game. We're going to change some, we're going to change some people's lives. We're going to impact some people within. Father, right now as we come to you, we worship you. We praise you, Lord God. God, as we enter into your presence, Lord, this morning, we know that you have so much for us, Lord, today. God, I'm praying, Lord, at Ballard. Ballard is going to change some circumstances. He's going to change some people's lives. Brennan is changing people's lives. Scott is, he, he, he is going to be a life changer. Lord, I pray for Barry and Shirley, God. They're going to impact those that they're around. Frankie is going to impact those that he's around, Lord God. Lord, I pray, Lord, right now for Faith. She's going to impact lives, Lord. Jerry, is impacting lives. Shonda is 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 going to touch lives wherever she goes, Lord. She's going to be a difference maker. Leslie Cricket, Lord Larry, they they they're going to be difference makers, Lord. Dana is a is a difference maker, Lord Jesus. God these people, Lord. Lord, we 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 realize that we all stand here realizing, Lord, that you are it, God. You're in in Claudette's life. You're in in Loretta's life, Lord God. Lord, you, you are it, Lord. You are changing circumstances. You are using us, O oh God. Lord, we are difference makers because of You, God. We are difference makers because of You, God. Lord, we are doing everything that You called us to do. Lord, we're impacting, Lord. We choose to impact the lives and the circumstances of others, Lord God. We choose, Lord God, to surrender everything, Lord, to you today, Lord God. Yeah. Lord, we worship you in this place. Jesus, today, Lord. Lord, we want to be world changers, life changers. Lord, we, we desire today, Lord, to take up that mantle, Lord, like Elisha did. Lord, to pick it up and to go forward, Lord. To pick it up and to impact the world that we live in, Lord. Lord, we realize that we, we are called to be the salt of the earth, Lord God. We're called to operate from Jerusalem all the way into Samaria, Lord. And God, Jerusalem starts right here where we're at. Jesus, we worship you.